I was certainly interested in what was becoming more and more evidence for the therapeutic applications of these plants. Welcome to the Hemp Love Podcast. In this episode, we're joined by Gavin Chandler, CEO of Trokey. Discover the science behind Trokey's innovative cannabis products, offering efficient absorption via slow melt tabs. Gavin also explores the difference between opioids and cannabinoids, the entourage effect, and Trokey's commitment to quality. Join us for this deep dive into the world of therapeutic cannabis and hemp innovation. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Hemp Love Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing today, Wolf? Awesome, awesome. Super excited to have you here because I checked out your website and I saw you have some very unique, very cool products. And I definitely want to talk more about it. But but before we jump into the nitty gritty, give us a little bit about uh, uh, an idea about yourself and your company and then we, we take it from there. Uh, sure. My name is Gavin Chandler. I'm the CEO of Trokey. Um, I've held that position since uh, since uh, mid-2021. And uh, the uh, I got I got brought into this project because I had several friends who were investors in um, a sister company to uh, Farm to Pharma, which is a weed and business as Trokey company. And they have a cultivation license and a production license in the city of Reno, State of Nevada. And they had acquired the troking technology uh, in um, when when the medicinal uh, legalization was started, and then later they decided to spin it out. And I've been approached uh, to be a board member of the trokey part of the business because my background is in I have a lot of uh, so my for instance my last project that I worked on I was working on the development of tools for the single cell genomics field. And so my, my background's in biochemistry and, uh, and, and a lot of biotech. And so uh, I was approached to become a board member. And while I was uh, starting to get involved as a board member, they lost their CEO and, and a group of the investors, uh, and, and some of the other board members asked if I'd be a CEO. So prior to that, I really didn't know much about the cannabis industry or the industry. So it was all pretty new to me, but the 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 scientific underpinnings of the Trokey products were what interested me, uh, and and I thought that I had value that I could add. Well, okay, cool. And so your 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 love for hemp or cannabis, how did that uh, come into play? I mean, just by starting with the new company and realizing how amazing CBD is. Well, certainly I was part of the, you know, everybody has had some experience with hemp and cannabis, right? And um, and I had had more experience, I would say, with cannabis than hemp. And it's, I was certainly interested in what was becoming more and more evidence for the therapeutic applications of these plants. And so the, and then once I sort of started diving into the science of trochee itself and the trochee could represent a, a very uh, 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 a clinical therapeutic application of hemp and cannabis and that and the technology that under uh, that that 
that underpinned that and why it was going to be better and why it, why it could provide a useful tool to clinicians and practitioners who were looking to use um, in cannabis as a, as a clinical therapeutic agent. That's what got me interested. So while, while I certainly had, you know, my hmm. personal experiences, primarily my personal experiences with those were in recreational uh, 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 environments like most um, and certainly that's most of the market right now. Right. And I think that the, uh, that, 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 that the clinical therapeutic applications are really now starting to pick up some speed and uh, more doctors are becoming aware of it, more science that is coming out on it. And that was the thing that really interested me about this project was, okay, right. can, can, can we deliver products that, that really are useful to practitioners uh, as opposed to taking products that are that are really geared towards a recreational market and and then just putting them into therapeutic applications and and that but i we can get into that a little bit more mm -hmm. now why does trochee why what what's different about trochee than say a gummy or 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 just consuming flour yeah well let's jump into that because i mean that's kind of like maybe the the main part when it comes down to your patented technology so tell us a little bit more about that and what sets you apart yeah so so the, the, this is an interesting the way this all came about was kind of interesting so the, the our scientific founder dr kent crowley uh, is a he's a clinical pharmacist uh he uh spent a lot of time in research uh and he uh it, it was interesting that he 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 began uh before Cannabis became legal in the medicinal uh, um, deregulation, medicinal uh, uh, regulations that allow medicinal cannabis to start hitting the market. Uh, he he had believed that 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 marijuana was a gateway drug, and it wasn't until he started using marijuana with his patients that he actually started seeing the benefits of it. Um, where there were uh, where where there were cases where he just was you know. He felt like he was falling short with the other tools in his kit as a pharmacist and and as a and as a clinician and working with the with the physicians that he was working with. And so, as soon as he started seeing the benefits of of cannabis and marijuana in his patients, he started looking at well, what are what? How can I make this better? And one of the things that was very clear at that point was that the delivery, the routes of administration were what we would call uh, more clinically optimized, right? So, you you know, physicians really don't want patients combusting and, and, and smoking marijuana. It's just insulting the lungs. It's something that they would prefer to do. And then the oral gastric roots of administration, like gummies and, and, and the like, and even tinctures, they have a just notoriously uh, variable absorption rates. And so what he was looking for was he's looking for something. And, and also you have a, a very delayed uh, response when you're going the or oral gastric route and you also have first metabolism of the liver. And so what he was looking for was, well, how can, how can I administer? What's a route of administration that we could use that would um, provide a faster onset of effect uh, versus the oral gastric route? provide higher absorption and more consistent absorption, which is which is really what the advantages of a oral slow melt tap are, right? That, that you, what you're trying to do is improve absorption, make the absorption less variable, and uh, and then provide a, 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 a faster onset of effect. And those are really the benefits of our technology 
versus, you know, doing something like a gummy or, or, or a tincture. Yeah. And let me kind of put the finger on that because I mean, that's really an important factor because I mean, everywhere you go, CBD gummies, cannabis gummies, whatever, right? I mean, cannabis, that's a whole different ballgame because, I mean, the liver uptake, of course, there is, is actually quite, uh, quite. I mean, I, I think it's it's a great uptake for, 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 for cannabis, for THC. But when it comes down to CBD, I mean, when we are, when we are going through the gastrointestinal uh, tract, there, I mean, we're talking you. about 20, 25 percent. Maybe twenty twenty five percent uptake on the with CBD when you when you ingest it. Was that yeah? So it, it can it can vary. That's the problem. Is it can be anywhere from ten percent, less than ten percent, all the way up to forty percent. And um and actually you can see similar effects in on in tea. Yeah, but products. you're wasting a lot of products, right? So that's that's the big issue here. You know. Well, you can look at it in two ways. Uh, the waste of the product is actually not the the, the big problem for mm. clinicians. The big problem for clinicians is I don't know what dose I'm giving my patient, right? So, so for instance, if I'm giving them the same 10 milligrams and one day they're getting this amount and then the next day they're getting this amount, it, it's very difficult to titrate a dose. It's very difficult to find the right dose, you know, because one day they're getting X amount and the next day they're getting uh, right. a different amount depending what they what they eat. So it's it's about the consistency of the dosing that's really important for for clinical therapeutic applications. Right, interesting. That's a very good point to understand. Correct. Um, so then your products. Um, so let's go a little bit deeper. Specifically, let's use one or two examples of your products on how they work and and how specifically you take them. So sublingually, you let them dissolve. Under your tongue, for example, is that correct? Actually, no. We we we, we recommend that the that the patients put the 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 lozenge between their cheek and their gum, and um and that's where that's where you get the the the, the, the very the very slow absorption, the slow melt, and uh you you uh, uh eliminate interactions with the salivary glands, which can cause more washout, and therefore you know okay. washing it down, uh and and mm -hmm. and having more oral gastric root application. And so that we recommend that they put it between their cheek and gum, and and the best place is in the upper lip because it's the furthest away from the uh, uh, from the salivary gland. Wow, interesting! I never heard that specifically um, explained, and this quite makes quite a lot of sense. Even obviously for other medication that you need to take in a sublingual way, in a sense that that's very 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 good. Um. So, <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about the the effects, the benefits, uh, maybe. Some examples that you have seen um, from people taking your products. Yeah, so one of the really interesting things that we hear our patients report is that um, when they go from, say, a tincture um, to our product, they usually find that they are using on a milligram basis somewhere around 40 percent uh, um, of the dose that they would use with a tincture. So, for instance, if they were using 30 milligrams of a tincture, uh, uh, in a, you know, an oil-based tincture, they'll be using 10 milligrams of trophy, uh, to get to the same effect. And, um, so that's, that's a, a, a common theme that we hear reported back from all patients. And, um, it actually, this, this bore out a little bit. I know you wanted to talk about the ACES study. Um, this bore out a little bit in the ACES study, which was that, um, they, they found, there were two concepts that I think were in play. One is that the route of administration and the degree of absorption matters, right? And um, and two that there's there's evidence that some of the cannabinoids in hemp 
have what are called U-shaped dose response curves, where if you basically start to get an effect and then it plateaus out, and then if you take more, it stops working. And so what you're looking for is that sweet spot. And actually in the ACES trial, where they were trying a variety of different products, that this is an open-label trial, and some of the products have 100 milligram doses, some of the products have 50 milligram doses. Our product in particular that we used in that case had 15 milligrams. And what they found in the ACES study was that it, it, often the lower dose was outperforming the higher dose. And so the, it, in that particular case, it's a, it, it, you know, you could ask, okay, was it, was it the root of administration or was it the shape, you know, dose response curve that was in play? Uh, for, for, for us, what we're trying to do is provide a product that's going to provide consistent dosing and on high absorption so that a, so that a, 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 a clinician and a patient know that every time I take one of these, I should be getting the same amount in um, and we're that that's a that's the next big study that we're going to be working on is a pharmacokinetic study, um, so that we can actually demonstrate this uh, uh, using our technology. We haven't done that study yet because it's quite expensive, but the uh, the and 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 so it's next on our list. But uh, there's there's other evidence that is showing that the root of administration matters. Uh, there's there's data that's coming out now on nano formulations that are that have that provide better absorption, higher, uh, uh, plasma, uh, levels of active ingredients. And, and then also in just providing the consistency of it. I mean, and that's, those are the things right. that we're looking at and our, and our technology, the, the, the technology that we use for, for our slow mouth application, which is a polyethylene glycol, um, uh, based slow mouth. This has been used for decades in compounding pharmacies for lipophilic molecules. So, so that was the other reason why uh, Kent decided on this platform because it was well known amongst clinicians. It was well known amongst uh, 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 compounding pharmacists, and uh, and 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 they knew that for and they would use it for a variety of different things. But like one of the best known was um, for hormones uh, that they would deliver hormones via this vehicle, and it just provided much better, much consistent absorption versus oil or gastric group, where it was very a lot. Low. Yeah, got it. I have another question, and and it might be completely irrelevant. But actually, now that we're talking about um, all those things, um, what about tolerance? Is there any tolerance buildup when it comes down to CBD and cannabinoids versus? I know definitely in THC you have that, but what's this deal? Is it or is it not with CBD? There was very little data on this. It's a great question. Um, the, the the World Health Organization, I believe, put out a statement when they were talking about the the the, the risks and 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 I and on there, it, I think it's important to separate two concepts: um, tolerance versus dependence, right? And um, when you're talking about dependence, you're talking about addiction, right? And um, in 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 all of the data that they were reviewing at that time, and I believe that this was in as, as late as 2021, uh, they had said that they thought that the, that the, uh, um, uh, uh, that the, that the risks of dependence for hemp-based extracts, okay, high CBD content extracts and CBD itself was low. And, uh, they saw no evidence of, of, of the, of the, of the typical seeking behavior that you, that you see, it, uh, in, in molecules that could cause dependency issues. They saw none of that in the animal models, none of that in the preclinical work. They've, they've seen nothing in the way of withdrawal symptoms in the clinical work that's been done. 
And so um, as of right now, the data on this would suggest that there's that there are no dependency or tolerance issues. But I'm, uh, we're, we're the first to admit that there needs to be more research on this. In, our, in personal experience, we haven't seen that well, with, I, with our patients. Yeah, because, I mean, there could be correlation between uh, dependency and tolerance, right? Because, I mean, uh, uh, sure. that's actually an interesting, interesting thought there in that regard. But, okay, fair, fair enough. So let's go maybe I, a little bit deeper into your product. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to mention one other thing. One of the other hallmarks okay. of, of of dependency and tolerance is the need for increasing doses, right? That's a right. that's one of the hallmarks of opioids, right? Is that you just you need you need more and more to get the same level of of of, of therapeutic response or clinical um, mechanism of action, and that's the other thing that you just don't see with these kind. A lot of people, right. they just stay at the same. They find that right dose and they just stay in it. You, that's their dose, right? And that, and that they don't need more and more to, right. uh, to, to get the same clinical action. Right, right. So let's go a little bit deeper into the actual product. So you're using full-spectrum cannabinoids. Give us a little bit of an idea on what's in it and um, a little bit of those details. Yeah, so we we, the, we use both broad-spectrum and full-spectrum. We, we just introduced a full-spectrum. Oh, and we use we use uh, uh, what what's the difference? Because for me, it sounds like it would be the same. Yeah. So the 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 broad spectrum has all THC removed. So so the 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 uh, um, the, the the process where by which they do the distillation is uh, it removes all the THC at least down to de- uh, detection limits. And then full spectrum can have up to the the, the legal limit under the Farm Bill of 03 percent THC by weight of the final product. So the um so that's the that's the difference okay. between the broad spectrum products and the full spectrum products. And there's there's a theory that that uh, that they call the entourage effect that by having that little bit of THC that it can enhance the effects of 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 CBD or the other cannabinoids that may be present of which we've discussed you know on discussing your podcast we were at 150 or so different cannabinoids in this in in these plants and we know very little about most of them. Uh, but there's a theory that if you have this little extra bit of THC or this tiny amount of THC, that it'll provide some enhancing effect of the other cannabinoids on whatever they're, um, whatever they're, however they're working. So we offer both. In addition to that, on that, our, our course includes terpenes that are complete profile, right? Yes, we have a, and that's that's what, what I was going to say is we use whole hemp extract in our products. So so we use whole plant extract. Um, uh, we. That we we think that that's the, the um and that's that's basically on request of the clinicians. So the clinicians are really looking for a natural product, and um and and something that's been uh that that's been processed as little as possible, but given to as as uh, um uh, as pure as you can. So we use uh, um hundred percent uh, uh whole plant extract that's organic. Uh, uh we get our 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 products from fair GMP producers of the product. Uh, we we test, double test. We get their certificates of analysis. We do the certificates of analysis with their uses of quality, and and so those are just a few of the things that we do. Um, our um the other ingredients that go in, we have a sweet flavor to it, so so that it's a little bit more tolerable. Obviously, you know, whole plant extracts don't taste great. And um, though though the flavor of them yeah. has improved, the the flavor of them has has improved as they use more and more modern 
uh, um, extraction techniques and and purification techniques, but we use Hulknet distillate for both of our pro or for all of our products. Let's uh, jump to compliance, um, some compliance issues or that I think many many products have, even if they provide some COAs on their website. Tell us about your philosophy and how you handle that. Yeah, it's really important for our brand uh, because we, we 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 do a lot of marketing to clinicians, and uh, so they want to feel comfortable that all of our ingredients are checked at the source. They're double checked on on the final product. We use third party uh, lab verification for all of our final products, and and when we bring in products, we do uh, on third party testing just to double check what we've been given from the we only use very high quality manufacturers. PCCA is our partner for for our carrier uh, base, and um, PCCA is a global leader uh, of providing products and services to uh, the to the compounding pharmacy industry. And so we just our our our, our entire brain is pretty much wrapped up. It's that saying you you are who you hang out with, right? <laughs> And and so we really work mm. hard to 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 associate ourselves with really high quality suppliers, and 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 we just check and double check all the time using third party labs to um, provide that information to um, clinicians and to patients. And then you know you have the issue of uh, like you said you know when you're dealing with a whole plant extract you've got a lot of stuff in there right you've got terpenes you've got cannabinoids you've got all sorts of different things that are in there. And so we, we're looking for people who are growing hemp in a very specific way, uh, and um, and that they're taking their time, and their yields are going to be lower than other people's because they do take that time. You know, when you grow organically, it's just you know that's what you get. Um, and then also you've got the issue of you're dealing with a natural product. You know, plants, you know, they vary in their terpene profile and their cannabinoid profiles, batch to batch, and it's not because of anything, but because a cloud was bouncing over when they were in flower. They will they will tend to express different you know different uh, uh, concentrations of these different things at different times in their life cycle different times of the year and we make sure that the clinicians are aware of, what, of exactly what's in the practice so they can go and they can look at the certificate of analysis of the final and they they can see that it's free from anything that you want it to be free of and what we mean solvents, metals, you know, fertilizers, any of those types of things. Um, but also you can look at the chirp, you can look at the and it does vary a little bit. And one of the things that's actually one of the initiatives to is to be able to show our our clinicians um, how these things vary over time, right? So that they can see, you know, when 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 we're saying, okay, we take a whole hemp extract and we add back terpenes, when we add back a whole terpene mix, we're trying to smooth the curve of the variability in those things from from batch to batch. And um, and we're looking forward to being able to show that to our clinicians, so that it just gives you it's a natural product. It's going to vary from 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 batch to batch, but we do our best to help smooth that out. You got it. Awesome. So people can find you at trokey.com. So tell us, how does a consumer get started? Like, where, what's the starting point? What products do you suggest, or what should they look at once they end up on your website to pick something? Yeah, that's a great question. So that we 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 offer a consultation with Dr. Kent um, or with one of our uh, our other salespeople uh, who are um, full well um, educated on different applications for uh, uh, for hemp based extracts and products, and and how we start them out completely depends on what they're going through. 
Uh, so that was a really interesting thing that helped with um, going through something like the ACES study and then another study that we did with uh, with um, uh, the uh, radical science, which is called the real world sleep study. And so uh, when the, when the, when a patient engages with us online, we reach out to them and we say, well, what are you, you know, what, what's, what, what are the things that you're looking to get out of this? Are you suffering from occasional sleep? Sleep disturbance? Are you suffering from occasional f- physical discomfort? Are you f- are you suffering from stress? And and once we have an idea of what it is their clinical you know you know presentation is, then we will we will recommend a, a starting point and usually a titration schedule for that. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So people can find you at trokey.com. Um, Gavin, do you have any clothing words for us today? Um, nothing except for, uh, I think that everybody should try Troki if they're, if, if they're either interested in a new form of CBD or hemp extracts and they're, um, and they're curious about the benefits of, of oral absorption. Uh, if, if you're new to, um, cannabinoids or you're new to, um, products and you're suffering from one of these conditions. I, I recommend trying them and um, and 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 getting in touch with us. We're there to help the patient. Awesome, awesome, Gavin. Thank you so much for your in information and insights into your products and how hemp and CBD can help so many people out there. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Wolf. I really appreciate it.